0: Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Jeremy Skeffin's Podcast Radio Show coming to you on this Friday, July the 16th, 2021. Hopefully it finds you staying safe and staying sweaty all at the same time. On today's episode, we're going to talk about why most people fail in terms of reaching their goals, whether it be in their fitness, their nutrition, their overall lifestyle, I'm going to touch on this from two different angles, from two guys who have helped me a lot along the way on my fitness journey. One being the band man himself, uh, Dave Schmitz. If you guys don't follow Dave, he is the man when it comes to, obviously, bands. And uh, he touches on it from a loose fat, kind of gain muscle standpoint, a why most people never truly reach their ideal body in terms of being lean enough or muscular enough. And I'm gonna touch on it from Pat Rigsby standpoint in terms of business, your career, and honestly, every other arena of life. I've said this before, I'll probably say it 10,000 more times. Fitness mirrors reality, fitness mirrors life, you know, except I believe it's more fair in this world. Now, obviously, some people genetically have certain gifts, but we all have a certain gift in this arena, whether it's we can naturally be leaner, naturally build more muscle, we're naturally stronger, we're naturally more flexible, whatever it is, you do have something, you know, that you can take and you can really own it. But I think it's more fair than even the real world, you know, because it doesn't matter who you know, doesn't matter how much money you inherited. None of that shit matters. It just matters the work you put in consistently over time. And there's, Two huge reasons why most people fail, and I'm going to touch on each of them here throughout the episode. Before I dig in, reminder, this podcast is brought to you by my friends at JLab Pro. These are the people we use for our protein powder. Our krill oils our turmeric, as well as the collagen complex that Heather throws into her coffee every single day. I tend to mix mine in with athletic greens, but that is me. So the site, jeremyscottfitness.jlabpro.com, we throw a lot of their stuff into our supplement guide. If you guys want that for free, you can have it. We always have a discount on the protein powder. We always have a discount on the collagen. I think right now they have a store-wide discount on basically every product. So we've known these guys for over a decade. Super cool people. I know Jay. We trust them. That's why we use them. So jeremyscottfitness.jlabpro.com if you want to check it out. Also, we're brought to you by my homies at Beam. CBD, the site beamtlc.com, the code is Jeremy Scott for 35% off all subscriptions, 20% off all products, always and forever. With the beam stuff, I do take the dream product almost every single night. Now, it's not every night, usually five or six nights a week. I feel it helps me fall asleep and I do stay asleep, especially when I do track it on like the Whoop app or something. I find I wake up way less frequently, maybe just to pee, and that's it. My mind's not, you know, wandering 19 different places. If you guys wanna try the products, obviously beamtlc.com, you can put in the code Jeremy Scott, you get the discounts, or if you wanna try the Beam Dream product from Beam, that's a mouthful, specifically, you can message us, however you get in contact with us, the website, email, uh, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, doesn't matter. Monica will send you a couple of packs, you can try them when you sleep, if you dig it, then get hooked up with all the free stuff. Otherwise, beamtlc.com, code Jeremy Scott, for all the discounts. And last but not least, We are brought to you by my homies at Athletic Greens. You guys already know. It's the one thing I take every single day. I never miss it. And basically, they sponsored, I think, the last 200 episodes of the podcast. But I do believe in it. And and I've known these guys for a long time, probably five years. It's the best tasting greens on the planet. All of you have just, you know, drinking horse shit in your life. You've drinking rumple mints and... Sour apple pucker, and for you old people, you drinking Zemas and all this other dog shit that we used to drink to get a buzz back in the day. And that stuff is bad for you. At least Athletic Greens tastes way better than that, and it's all your micronutrients for the day. How badass! All you gotta do is rip a pack, throw it in a little shaker cup, slam it, and you're good to go. Honestly, there's no way I'm gonna eat enough fruits and vegetables every single day. Yesterday I had cauliflower, broccoli and some blueberries. That was my intake of fruits and veggies for the day. There's nowhere near enough micronutrients. So I do take athletic greens every day, everywhere I go. If you guys want to check it out, the site athleticgreens.com slash Jeremy Scott gets you a year supply of free vitamin D, which you should all be taking anyway, and five free travel packs with your first order. And they do send a really sexy kit and box to get you guys started with it. But if you've listened to me, maybe this is the first podcast and you're like, well, I don't eat enough fruits and vegetables and I don't get enough micronutrients. Hit me up. Monica will send you a pack right to your front door. You can try it. You'll understand how good it tastes compared to all the other bullshit greens out there. And then you can get hooked up with all the free stuff after that. And honestly, you're doing your body a huge disservice if you're not giving it enough micronutrients. Also, the greens has probiotics in there all your zinc, your biotin, all the amazing things the body needs that we're probably not getting through diet. You still got to eat real food, but this is going to cover the gaps you're missing. And you don't got to take 14 different pills. And who wants to do that? Nobody. So athleticgreens.com slash Jeremy Scott for the free stuff or hit me up. And Monica will shoot you guys a couple of packs for free. Anybody else offering that? No, didn't think so. But we're fucking crazy here. And we want to help you. So there you go. Now, on to the episode for today. I'm gonna try not to cough here too much and I can feel it's like right there. I just got through a terrible uh, lower body workout and then uh, we got a couple of bike ergs here from Concept2. If you guys are familiar, uh, Concept2 is the normal, uh, or in my opinion, the best uh, rowers and the skiers on the planet. And recently, um, earlier in the year, we got the bike erg and now I actually have another one sitting here. They just delivered it today. Now they're in production. And we've been doing some races, like some 5Ks on there, and uh, some 1Ks, and on the bike erg. If you guys are familiar, the bike erg is about half the meters of like the row or the ski. So if you were to row a 2K, <clears throat> that's like the like excuse me, the equivalent of like a 1K on the bike is like a 500 meter row. So if you do 2K on the bike, it'd be like a 1K row. So it's like, it's essentially, you'd have to do double the meters to match it. So the 1K sprints are about 90 seconds to a minute, 45 seconds for our people here. So not super long and not super short. It's kind of in that mid range. And uh, I just got off of it. There's one dude here ahead of me right now. His name's Jeremy Williams. He's for surely got to be on steroids because something's not right with this man he's a lunatic I'm gonna get him on the podcast actually he used to be 300 pounds now he's done like a bunch of Ironmans. he's a freak show um he has the top spot I'm right beneath I'm right beneath him I'm gonna catch him eventually but uh, I don't want to be too sick for this podcast anyways did the whole workout Then I did a couple of the thousand meter bike sprints and uh one of them I got close to him but I didn't want to be completely sick so if I cough I apologize I am still a real person and I still do train just like you guys do and Here we are. So I'm still feeling it uh, a little bit. Uh, And yes, I still do get sore. Yes, I still do make myself sick. I'm that stupid. Uh, Getting smarter uh, slowly, slowly as I get older, but I digress. Today's podcast, we're talking about why most people fail. Uh, Before I do hit that, there was a post I snapped the other day from Instagram. I don't remember where initially it came from. I just have the cropped uh, image. And it's uh, Dr. Raymond Nichols, is what I can see. It looks like it came from Twitter initially. And he did a thing and he said, common versus normal. And that's where I want to make this crystal clear. He said, common versus normal. Then he goes on to write, heart disease is common, diabetes is common, hypertension is common, obesity is common. All of these are common, but far from normal. So don't get the game twisted due to the fact that you'll see a lot of common. Being healthy is normal. It's just not as common. That's pretty powerful when you really strip it down and you read that. Being healthy is normal. It's just not as common. And I was having a chat here the other day with uh, some of our people, and even uh, today with my dude Dennis, who's been here for... Quite a while. And uh, we mentioned him on the last podcast. So him and I were just rapping about that. And uh, another dude, uh, if you guys watch my Instagram stories, his name is Dave DiLorenzo. He has longer hair, mustache. He looks kind of like Rick Rude, honestly, from the WWF days, if you remember? He's a, quite the character. But we're in here just chatting. And, you know, Dennis is in his 50s. Dave is like 40, 45, 46, something like that, 47. And they're just, you know, I, get, I think sometimes we. We get confused at, at what's, what's common and, and what's normal and what what it should be and what it is, especially in fitness when you train around other fit people, when you surround yourself with other fit people or like on our Sundays here, when you surround yourself with other like savages, with other people who are who are just crazy and they're, they have a different level of, uh, of lunacy uh, you know inside their brain they're crazy. And that's what you start to see is like the normal metric. And you we forget ages, right? Because we're just all in the room training. And you might forget that, that the kid beating you is 33. The kid beating you is 25 and you're you're 52. You're 47 and this guy's 27. That's a 20-year gap. I'm not saying you can't still smoke these young kids out. But you start training in, in a group of just of murderers. And then you're in a gym around fit people and that's kind of all you see. And you think like, oh, I'm not doing that great. And then you have to step back and be like, what is what is the baseline of, of people who are 40? What's the baseline of people who are 50, 60, 70, 80? And I'm not saying, you know, to compare. But the truth is, when you're always comparing yourself to the best of the best and to like just savages and murderers, obviously you're not going to feel great about yourself. That's why I'm not a huge fan of comparison. And the reason I bring it up is because we're chatting. And I'm like, you guys are 47, 52, 55, 49. And you're in the best overall shape of your life. Maybe not the peak of athleticism, like when you were 25 and like in your prime, prime years, but you're the most mobile overall. You have the most endurance overall, the most overall strength, not just one rep max stuff. I'm talking overall. You're eating the best. You're sleeping the best and you have the most responsibilities you've ever had. And I I just have to throw that out and that this guy's post made me think of that, you know, common versus normal, because I think, and my wife goes through it too. I, I thought about the other day, like if we go out you know, it's a dinner with people who are from my, you know, fucked up circle of the world. And we have people on the podcast here, the Hannah's, you know, the Alexia's, the the Colleen's of the world, the Nikki Metzger's, uh, the Kelsey's. These are some of the fittest people on the planet and some of the most aesthetically, you know, a- attractive fit humans there are. And then when you're always hanging out with them, you start to think like that's the normal baseline and it's not. And so for all of you people out there listening, just understand if you've been putting in work and eating right, you know, you got to give yourself some grace and give yourself a pat on the back. And if you do hang around with a bunch of lunatic fit people, just understand like you're leveling up into that circle because the, the average person does not work out. The average person does not exercise. The average person eats like shit, drinks a lot, has terrible mobility and literally doesn't go to a gym and literally does no exercise. That is the baseline average person. And you're probably so far beyond that. I think our perception of what is common and normal has become distorted because it is so common for heart disease and diabetes and hypertension and obesity to be a thing. But that shouldn't be the norm. It really shouldn't be. Being healthy is a normal thing. That's what normal people should do. It's just not that common nowadays, which is sad to see. And so I'm going to be here talking shit, fighting the good fight as long as as uh, as long as I can and try to show up for people, you know, both digitally and in person the best I can. So anybody out there training, just know you're not the weirdo. When your friends talk shit to you because you're not drinking all weekend and you got to get up and go for a run and exercise and do mobility and they're sleeping in, sitting on their ass, feeding their body full of shit, just know being healthy is normal. It's just not as common as it used to be or maybe ever. So with that, we are talking about why most people fail. Now, Dave Schmitz threw out a great piece, uh, kind of going into this. And he went the route of why most people aren't successful. And a lot of times it comes down to goal setting and really being laser focused on what your goal is. And you sometimes have to get this you know, serial killer kind of one track mind mentality, if you really want to accomplish some epic stuff, you just do it's going to take sacrifice, dedication, effort, energy, and sometimes every ounce of your being to get somewhere. And then from there, you can gauge if the juice is worth the squeeze. But in health and fitness, I'm going to generalize here, I'm not bagging on dudes. But dudes will come in and say, you know, my goal is to lose fat and build muscle at the same time. I've talked about this before, it it can't be done. It's not going to happen. If you're 400 pounds, maybe. And if you're also overweight and you're at like novice level, maybe that can happen. Everybody else who's been training for a little bit or was an athlete, it can't be done. Even on the best drugs, you're you're doing one or the other. You're either gaining muscle or you're losing fat. And when people come in with that mentality and they, they can't pick a lane, right off the bat, they're setting themselves up for failure. And when I say this, you got to pick a one track, you have to be Arnold in the Terminator, you're sent back in time to kill John Connor, and there's nothing else that fucking matters but that, that is how you have to approach the goals. And when people say I want to lose fat and build muscle at the same time, it's a perfect example of why you lose the sustainability in your efforts because you're never really making progress, and with no growth, you basically die. I believe that in life. If you're not growing, you're dying. You can't coast uphill, and you can't just tread water. It doesn't work that way. Eventually, you're gonna drown. And so, when you're listening to me, you guys have to make a choice. If, if what you're trying to do in your health and fitness, understand, I'm trying to have better mobility. I'm trying to have a, a better deadlift. I want to get, you know, better endurance. I want to be leaner. I want to build more muscle. Whatever it is, you have to be focused and have a primary goal. And you can have, you know, little tributaries that basically venture off of that. But you do have to have one common goal and everything has to be poured into that. I believe that was most things in life. I don't have the bandwidth to do 19 different things. I do a handful of different things here, but they're all birthed off of health, fitness, nutrition, lifestyle, and and being a good person. That's it. I don't talk about math. I'm not selling real estate. All the things I do just basically revolve around health, fitness, nutrition, and having an awesome lifestyle. That's it. So when you look at your fitness goals, your program and nutrition has to make sense. Because if you come in and say, I'm going to lose fat and build muscle at the same time, you're trying to achieve two goals that are completely different it's like saying you want to be, you know, financially independent and wealthy, but you're trying to spend way more money than you make. See, do you understand when I say that there's two completely different goals there? One, you're trying to go broke and just ball out like there's no tomorrow, which is fine. And one, you're trying to invest and save and earn and have multiple streams of income, and hopefully have basically money making money while you sleep. But those are two different goals. So when you sit out and say, I'm going to lose fat and build muscle, The resistance loads in those programs are going to be different. They can be similar, but if your goal is to lose fat or just to gain muscle, we're probably going to train in two different loading ranges. And what I mean is by the amount of weight you're lifting is going to probably be different for those, if you want to be optimal in either. The reps and sets you use are probably going to be different too. There can be some crossover, definitely. But if you're on a strength program, just strength versus just a fat loss program. And again, these things can be married together. There's, there's gray area in there. It's not a binary. It's not just a black and a white. There is some middle ground. But the reps and sets aren't going to be exactly the same if you said, I want to build as much strength as possible, or I want to be shredded. The exercises might be different too, for the most part, or at least the volume of these exercises, if we're talking strength, if we're talking hypertrophy. And the diet required is definitely gonna be different. That's one of the bigger ones, is you're not gonna eat the same. And I think a lot of programs can work for building muscle and gaining size, and they can also work for losing fat and being shredded. Even if you're training in similar rep ranges, even if you're training in similar volume, but the diet, my friends, that's required to get ripped, in the diet that's required to put on muscle, those are gonna be completely different. And that's the key. And as a result, your goal to lose fat and your goal to gain muscle simultaneously are never gonna be achieved. It's just not achievable. You're trying to go forwards while you go backwards. You're trying to go uphill while you go downhill. Can't be done. And as a result, a normal person, they get frustrated, They're disenfranchised, become jaded by their coach or community or by the program they're following, and they lose their motivation to work out and to eat right, and they basically just punt everything and say, fuck it, I've been doing the work, and uh, it's never going to happen. And with that particular example, which is probably the most common one we see here with people, my suggestion to anybody listening, I would lose the fat first. Now, if you're paper thin and already super lean, sure. You're the anomaly. Most people after 25, that's not you. You know, even, you know, best case, you're probably skinny fat. If that, I would say lose the fat first and become leaner to know where that is, to know what you look like stripped down to. If you're a dude, 10% body fat, somewhere in the lower teen ranges, or even single digit body fat if you want to be a murderer. And if you're a female, you're probably talking closer to 20. And if you got like, you know, 1920, you're probably looking, you know, pretty shredsville at that point. Because I do think most people look better at a lower body fat. And this is just my opinion. Some people if you like to be, if you're a dude, and you like to be a little bit bulkier, respect same thing. If you're a woman, that's cool. But most people look better when they're leaner overall. Because losing fat is going to instantly make you see and feel like you're more muscular instantly. And a lot of people will say that. Dudes get confused when they see a buddy uh, and he's got some conditioning. You know, he went from 17% body fat to 10%. And now he's, got a, he's tanked up on in the summertime where he's by the pool. And they say, holy shit, man, you're jacked. And he weighs 10 pounds less. But the body fat is the difference. The cuts, you know, the muscle bellies, the shadows his body's creating, that's what they see. And I do think most people do look better at a lower body fat percentage. So on a larger scale, what I would suggest when you guys are trying to pick a lane, you have to set just some real small, realistic goals that can be achieved along the way. And I do think stacking up enough little fitness wins like that is going to help you keep the motivation high and it's going to keep the fitness sustainable moving forward. And they're small little goals. I'm going to be leaner, but you don't come in 80 pounds overweight and say, I want to be, you know, eight percent body fat in three weeks that's not going to happen it's small chunkable goals along the way to keep that carrot in front of you but also keep you you know getting a couple nibbles to keep you motivated to keep pushing forward because there's nothing worse than putting in a ton of work for a really long period of time and seeing no progress and no results and we've talked about this many times before progress isn't always the scale isn't always the mirror isn't always how the clothes fit those are great metrics too But is our endurance built up? Are we more mobile? Are we a little bit stronger? Is our volume capacity increased? You know, sometimes it's even just like attendance. Did I show up and work out every day I was supposed to work out? Did I eat better, you know, this month than I did last month? Did I do better this holiday season than last holiday season? Did I do better this weekend than last weekend? Those are little wins along the way where you give yourself a pat on the back and you keep moving forward. So hopefully I haven't lost you yet, but the key is setting realistic goals and picking a lane and sticking to that lane. So that's what Schmidty had kind of put out, and Pat put something out similar, Great Minds Think Alike, that kind of echoed the exact same sentiment, which I'm a huge believer of. And if we're talking about goals, obviously you have to pick a lane, and you have to be dedicated But you have to really make a commitment. And this goes for everything in life. You have to commit to it. I think it's a Tony Robbins quote. If I'm not, someone can fact check me on this. I remember going years ago to uh, Unleash the Power Within. One of the doctors here gave me like a $5,000 ticket. Super cool. Uh, And it's a different experience. I could talk about it in depth. I won't. But one of the things he did say was you know, about commitment. He's saying, how do you take the island? you know, you burn the boats. So if you're like, you're, you know, like you're on, I don't know. I don't know shit about history. You're like on the Mayflower or whatever. And you pull up, I think that's a real boat. Oh, man, I should have listened way more in elementary school. And I certainly did not. <sighs> cared about sports and girls. And that's basically uh, about it. maybe rap music. That was it. Anyways, so you're like on like a boat, right? And you're going to take over this island. And, and how do you take the island? Well, you burn the boat down. And you got no choice. You got to swim to shore and the island's yours. That's it. It's like, you know, if you're going to go skydiving, but you're scared to jump, well, if the plane's on fire, you really have no choice. You got to have some one track mind commitment to really build a solid base to really make progress. And this goes for if you want to build a, an awesome business, if you want to have a successful marriage, if you want to build a great body, if you want to have an awesome career and just about anything that's important to you, it's going to take some ridiculous amount of commitment to that goal. And that's why I always say it has to cut deep and it has to mean something to you. Because most people don't do that. Because what do most people do when they set a goal, right? They start something new, they have um, an arbitrary idea, they have a metric that they stole from someone else, or maybe they were influenced by and that's fine. But they start off and they're super hyped and they're super jacked and they're all excited and when it doesn't work out right away because most people are, are super impatient and when it doesn't go according to plan when there's a couple of potholes a couple of speed bumps and it doesn't go as easily as they hoped they go and try something else they dabble they program jump They diet hop. They look for a shortcut to success. They want to just stumble along, you know, Willy Wonka's golden ticket. They want to hit the powerball. They want the fucking home run. And after that fails, they usually end up quitting for a couple weeks, for a couple months, or altogether they just give up and they quit and they never come back. And I'm here to tell you guys very rarely – does it ever work out where you get this overnight success, where you get this multi million dollar idea? For some of you, it might have happened, respect. But I've never won the lottery. I've never had this earth shattering idea that changed my life from one day to the next. I never hit a home run. I'm the guy who just hit singles. I'm Ted Williams, bro. Just single, 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 and I'm batting 400. You know, I wish it was Barry Bonds, you know, and I could hit. 70 home runs in a year, but that was never me in, in my fitness, definitely not my academics, sure as hell not in my business, and not in my marriage either. Like I just, I'm just the guy who just shows up every day and puts in a little effort day after day after day. But what I don't do is I don't dabble. I don't program jump. I don't diet hop like crazy. Yeah, you evolve and shift over time. And I sure as hell do not quit if I don't see results instantly. And you can't either. In terms of like if it's a business, right? If you want to use that as the analogy, if you want to compare, you know, franchises to non franchises, and I want to go out here and say this, obviously, I don't I'm not a fan of of franchising myself. Like, I like to run things the way we run things here. I have no interest in 19 different locations. I have no interest in franchising. I am a bit of a control freak in terms of the quality in how how authentic I want it to be and how I want it to, to be delivered. On that same note, and I'm a huge fan of mom and pop places. I want to support them beyond measure. And that's what I try to do with everybody. I'm a huge fan of the American dream, being able to work and build something from nothing. I have so much respect for people like that. It's because I've lived through it and I've done it. and I know how fucking hard it is. But on the same note, there is something to be said about legit franchises that are run A certain way or even in a corporate structure if and again I'm not playing favorites here but there's certain things that these giant machines do so fucking well and so in terms of if you want to compare like how you would run your physical fitness how you would run your marriage how you would run your career how would you would run a business the biggest factor in why franchise places succeed at a higher rate than the non-franchise places because the franchisees, they have to commit. They don't got a choice anymore. They sign their life away, right? And I'm not ta- I don't, I don't want to get this mixed up in the minutia of like, I'm saying that's a better business model. And that's like what people should do for life. I'm talking about it from an abstract, if you can follow me. But the franchisees, those people who sign on to own a Starbucks or like own a Subway or own an In-N-Out Burger or whatever the, the models are, they have to commit, To this franchise agreement, they have to commit to the systems and the approach has to be the same on all of it. They have to go all in. They have to burn the boats. The plane's got to be on fire. They have to jump. They have to just take this path because their back is against the wall. This is what they signed up for. They're all in with their chips. They're pot committed, if you will, right? And that's the analogy I'm using. I'm not saying like go start a franchise. I'm not, I don't want to. I'm not saying that, so please, hopefully you guys can decipher here. There is something to be said, though, about the way that they do those models that does work. Because when you sign on for something, when you commit to an agreement, when you commit to the systems, when you commit to the approach, when you go all in and you believe in a coach, a community, in a program, in your goals, in what you're doing weekly, monthly, and yearly, then you're all in. It works for businesses. Obviously, you see the franchises that are successful, and they're successful for a reason. Think about your life in the same context. It works that way for your physical body. When you join a community, if it's like with us here in Scottsdale at Jeremy Scott Fitness, or one of our coaching programs, or insert whatever gym you go to, and whatever you know, online coach or group you're a part of, when you join a community and you get a coach, and you commit to a program and a lifestyle of eating... In the way that you train, in the way that you sleep, in the way that you do mobility. And when you find that it can work in sync with your goals in your lifestyle and the balance of the social and the work you have, you're gonna be successful. And those who don't commit to that, well, they tend to fail. It's really that simple. Now, if you were to join a team and a community, And you get a coach and you become part of a program and you're all in on it it doesn't mean that they're going to do the work for you i need to make that crystal clear that journey is still very much independent and very much your own yes they're going to be there to hold you accountable from that aspect and they're going to lift you up and you know ask when you're gone and they're going to challenge you and they're going to change you but you still have to do the work and you still have to do most of the work alone like when you go to sleep and when you wake up, what you eat, what you drink, how hard you really work, people will push you, obviously, but only you know how deep in your pain cave you can go or want to go on certain days. But I will say when you can commit to that, being part of something, whether it be just you and a workout buddy, or you and, you know, somebody like me, who you, if you follow on Instagram or whatever it is yeah, I might, I might motivate you in some way. I might you know, light a fire under your ass and you might take some things that I do and, and make them into your own program. But at the end of the day, it's still very much your individual path, even though you're part of a group. And it's an awesome place to be when you can start to understand that. And I like the idea that you have the ability to create your own ideal health and fitness lifestyle rather than just executing someone else's and that's the beauty of all this is we can beg borrow and steal from each other you can that's why i always say your circle of friends really matters and and the the savages you train with and surround yourself with it, it really it really does matter but even with that said all of us individually we create our own ideal health and fitness lifestyle based on what our goals are what our training capacity is and what else is going on in our life at that time and i say that You have to always make it your own. And you have to have concrete goals that cut deep for you. And it can't just be arbitrary. Well, I want to be ripped like so and so or I want to be strong like so and so. Why do you want that? Why does it even fucking matter? What's going to wake your ass up and pull you out of bed at four o'clock in the morning, or make you show up after a long ass day of work? or make you do mobility when your kids have been driving you crazy and your boss is a complete asshole? What's going to make you push that shit aside and still keep pressing forward? What is the why in the thing that cuts so deep it matters? Only you can answer that. That's why I say as awesome as communities are, as awesome as coaches are, as awesome as you know people like us who share things in health and fitness and try to lift up the community you still have to have your own idea of what you want your ideal health and fitness lifestyle to look like. And I always say lifestyle, because there's a balance there. And it's up to you to draw, you know, how lean and strong and healthy you want to be versus how much shit you want to eat and what you really want to do every single week. Hence, the reason why I say things like meal plans suck. And why we made a podcast about it, and why I Don't tell people to do exactly what I do when I do it. Yes, I try to lead from the front. But we all have our own ideal health, fitness, lifestyle goals. And it's a balancing act even for me just as it is for you. But my goals might not be the same as your goals. And that's where we have to really understand that this is an individual journey even though we're part of a bigger community. But the one thing you have to do, you have to have goals that are crystal clear. And you also have to be committed you have to really be committed to your health your fitness and your business and your career and your marriage and you have to be as committed to those goals as the franchisee would be to their goals you have to be as committed to your career as the people who are the top performers in what you want to do you have to be as committed to your fitness as healthy active fitness people are you have to be as committed to your nutrition as a person who values their internal health is I'm not saying you have to do the exact same things they do but you have to be as committed to them on that level whatever that means for you and your individual goals does that mean you have to eat like me no it doesn't but if you really want to make changes you got to make a commitment to it and it has to really matter to you for whatever reason and most of the time it just can't be vanity metrics It has to be something that's a lot deeper than that. Now, the one thing I'll say, when you get into the deeper parts of your fitness journey, you can't just bounce from idea to idea and shiny object to shiny object. You gotta create a plan. And you have to actually work that plan and see it through for a decent amount of time before you jump ship. If you don't know what the hell you're doing, finding a coach in the community can help you create a plan and follow a plan and hold you accountable to see things through. Sure, you're going to have to tweak things constantly, you know, life changes, goals change, injuries, certain things, but the key is you have a plan and you follow it and you're willing to course correct along the way. No different than if you have a GPS plugged in and you're taking a different street or you're going a different direction because of traffic or construction or whatever it is. But that, my friends, having a goal, being committed, and having some awesome people around you, and sticking to that over time is a far better approach than just jumping from shiny object to shiny object, or this diet to that diet, that program to that program, that group training, this group training, this trainer to this trainer, this philosophy to that philosophy. Because when you do shit like that, it's kind of like switching from a car to a bus to a bike to a boat trying to get where you're going. Just pick a path, man, and stick to it. And perhaps probably the the simple way of thinking about it is when you're creating your, you know, path or when you're creating your model or when you're creating your franchise if you will, that's the initial business in your prototype. That's the initial path you're going to set to follow things through. Because it doesn't matter how you want to look at this, if it's, you know, from running a business to having an awesome marriage or or being super fit. If you really want to be successful, if you really want to build an ideal physical fitness routine, if you want to become financially independent, just think about what sort of commitment you what expect from yourself and what you'd expect from somebody doing something similar. And that's all it is. You have to really reverse engineer and say, hey, what's going to you know bring me closer to these goals? Is it the things I'm currently doing or am I going to have to level up the actions I'm taking every single day? And the most important thing above all this is you have to execute that level of commitment consistently. And that's probably the biggest takeaway from all this it's the consistency of it. When you can understand you have a goal and you're committed and you can consistently follow those daily rituals, eventually that's going to lead you down a path of success and accomplishment. And if you can have any superpower in terms of not failing, it's being consistent to keep working, keep hustling, and keep striving to make progress towards your goal 365 days a year. It doesn't doesn't have to be these huge jumps in progress, you don't have to move mountains, even crawling a few inches a day eventually is going to lead you across the finish line in a marathon. Is it the fastest way to get there? It sure as hell isn't. If you could sprint it, great. But for most people, that's not sustainable to run a marathon that way. Eventually, your pace will pick up, and there's going to be lags and lulls in your journey, and that's okay. But even crawling a couple of inches every single day on the days where you normally wouldn't do shit is going to move you forwards instead of move you backwards. And when you can do that more often than not, you're going to be successful. But the biggest reasons we see most people fail here is one, they don't have a clear goal or they have goals leading them in multiple directions. Two they're not willing to commit to those goals and really pick a path and see things through for an extended period of time because they want to jump ship in 3 weeks when it's not working. And I promise you that's the the only way you're guaranteed to fail is if you just fucking quit. That's the only way you know something you won't. I don't know a lot I can't promise you guys results in anything in life. I can't tell you're going to be a multimillionaire. I can't tell you're going to be ripped like Rambo. I can't tell you're going to have the best marriage of all time and have the most successful career ever. But what I can tell you is, is if those are your goals and you're trying to reach them, if you quit, you sure as fuck will never make it there. That I can promise you. Everything in my life that I've ever set out to do, if I've quit, guess what? Never happened. The only things I've ever accomplished and ever been successful at are the things that I show up and put time into every single day. That's it. You know, going from being dead broke to to being a dude with money, it only worked because I saved, I invested, over time, wash, rinse, repeat, the compound interest led to other opportunities, and boom, here I am. Because I'm, you know, somewhat fit these days, I've ate right, I've done mobility, I've trained my ass off, Day after day after day, wash, rinse, repeat, here I am 20 years later. My wife doesn't completely hate me and think I suck. Why? Because I try to be super nice to her and do the things that make her happy and me happy and us together day after day after day. Is it always perfect? No. Do I always make the right financial decisions? Not always. Do I always have the best workouts? No. Do I always eat perfect? No. Am I always the model husband? No. Sometimes I'm an asshole. Sometimes I eat shit. Sometimes I don't have a great workout. Sometimes I do stupid things with money. But hey, over time, consistently, I'm making the right choices versus the wrong choices. Because I have a goal, I commit to the goal, and I consistently do the things that move me forward in those areas of life. And I promise you guys, if you do the same, the same thing will happen for you. But if you quit too early, if you give up before you see real progress, if you think it's going to happen in three weeks, I promise you, you will fail and nothing will ever happen for you. But if you can just be consistent over time and understand that the consistency of just showing up every day and putting in the best effort you have that day, it might not be your PR effort. It might not be 100%. Who gives a shit? If you can consistently just wake up and fucking do it, that is a superpower that very few people have. And while I do think consistently just showing up and trying should be common, it's not. But it's normal. I promise you that. Having a goal, being committed and consistently putting in effort is normal. It's just not that common these days, especially when you look around and see how healthy and fit people are or how, you know, financially stable people are, or how, you know, they are in their personal relationships. But I promise you guys, have a goal, be committed, and consistently work your ass off. And awesome things will happen. I mean, it took me a long time to get to this point. But I promise you, if I would have quit halfway along the way, none of you'd be listening to me now. And probably none of you would would watch or see or hear anything I've ever done. And so if a knucklehead dipshit like me can do it, I promise you, all of you guys can do it as well. So if you're on a health and fitness journey, if you're trying to get out of debt, if you're trying to advance in your career, graduate from college, have an awesome relationship, or whatever else your goal is, just know all these things are possible if you keep putting in the work. And honestly, they're pretty normal. They're just not that common these days because common sense, well, doesn't seem that common. And most people are willing to jump ship and give up well before they've seen any progress. So hopefully that helps you guys. I know it's a little bit roundabout way to explain it. uh, But that's why I see most people fail here. They just they want things to happen quickly. They're really confused at where they want to go. And they're not willing to just consistently show up over time. And like I've said before, it doesn't matter what you guys do some of the time that matters most it matters what you do most of the time that matters most. So put your head down. Have a goal, be committed, get to work, surround yourself with badass people, and you'll crush it. I promise you that, because almost all of you are much more talented than I am, and if I did it, so can you. So thank you, guys. I appreciate it. I will bring Heather back on the podcast on Sunday, I believe. We'll do a longer extended episode. We'll answer a bunch of your questions. I think we're going to talk about 20 things we would tell our 20-year-old self. I think she'll do 10. I'll do 10. I have not seen hers And uh, I'll come up with mine because, man, I was even more of a knucklehead than I am today. So there's that. Again, reminder, our homies at uh, JLab Pro, jeremyscottfitness.jlabpro.com for our protein, our acryl oil, turmeric, our collagen. We have a free supplement guide. If you guys want that, hit me up. BMTLC.com. The code is Jeremy Scott for 20% off all products, 35% off all subscriptions. If you want some dream samples, which is the product I take to sleep nightly, I'm happy to send you guys those. And always, Athletic Greens, the site, athleticgreens.com slash Jeremy Scott for a year supply of free vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first order. Or hit me up, and we'll send you some green samples as well. But do it quickly because Monica's taking vacation for like a week, and I'm sure as hell not going to send out the samples myself. So hurry up, and we'll get those to you guys. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, as always, thank you. We have been loading a ton of stuff onto YouTube in the last probably – week and a half here. I was super behind. I think I'm getting close to all the videos. We're loading podcasts. I think I'm back to May 14th. I probably got five or six more to go. And a ton of Instagram workouts, a ton of IG live stuff is all now on the Jeremy Scott Fitness YouTube page. If you guys head over there, subscribe, drop a comment if you dig a video if you want to see something else, everything is broken down into a playlist, which I do think is super helpful. So if it's mobility, follow along workouts, Instagram workouts, recipes, podcasts, me just talking shit. uh, Those are all on there. Uh, So check it out. Again, 100% for free. Jeremy's got fitness page on YouTube. I appreciate you guys. Other than that, I'll be back Sunday. Have an awesome weekend. Until then, uh, eat well, train hard, be nice to people and please you guys keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to I'll talk to you guys soon. Peace.